0: Welcome back to the Fish Stripes podcast. I'm A.T. Wardall, here with an episode of Big Fish Small Pod. Just a 10-minute podcast to catch you up on the latest in Miami Marlins. Looking at today, July 28th, a lot of the action was behind the scenes. And if you want like a more in-depth conversation on the trade deadline, check out yesterday's episode of Fish Stripes Live, a lot of Our analysts kind of break down possibilities and rumors, but it is kind of going unsaid that there is a real chance that this deadline comes and goes without much movement. The Marlins have stated their intent to upgrade their roster. They're looking to upgrade at catcher and center field, two of the scarcest positions in the major leagues, as far as competent defense, given the demands of the catcher position and the athletic fitness level required in center field, plus the ability to hit major league pitching with a constant high degree of success. There are many factors that would keep the Marlins from finding their guy. Even Byron Buxton, Cedric Mullins, I know those are names that just Craig Mish has thrown out there, but that model of player is a hard one to find and if the twins and Orioles and Padres or whoever aren't willing to part with that at this exact moment might be preferable to keep Starling Marte in center field this year rather than trot out Adam Duvall in center or something like that where there's not as much of a certainty of this transcendent player taking center potential trouble spot into productive lineup spot. It deserves to be said that a qualifying offer extended to Starling Marte at the end of the year might not be a negative thing. It could give Starling the option to play in Miami for nearly 19 million dollars next year while giving the Marlins another year to figure out a fixture in center field or something like an eventual extension with Starling. Who's to say? It's still days away from the deadline. We'll be talking about this all week yet. But some trades have already gone down. Uh, The Mariners have entered the market. According to Jerry DePoto's players in Seattle, uh, they told Yahoo Sports a player went on record anonymously saying about Jerry DePoto who traded away Kendall Graveman, their incredibly successful closer this season who's really just helped their team just stay in it despite a negative run differential. Saying that, Jerry hasn't come down here. He sits up in his suite playing fantasy baseball and rips apart our team without telling us anything. As trades bring change and with it, some changes in relationships and winning formulas, the approach taken by Jerry Depoto trading away many players, and altering the clubhouse for the Mariners doesn't take into hand the human element at play. There's a lot of weight to that, because ballplayers aren't numbers, they're people, and changes in personnel, despite additions of talent, can make a real impact. Much to her credit, to this point, Kim Ang has stayed attuned her team and not yet tipped her hand about what might happen by the end of the week. As we get into last night's games, definitely worth noting that Sandy Alcott returned from the bereavement list after the loss of his mother. He returned to the mound last night and got the start and was solid as always, pitching six innings, allowing three runs. Unfortunately, two of those were home runs as some pitches down the middle were hit out by Orioles. Some major mistakes, but should be easy corrections. Sandy did have a lead for most of the game, and was not pressed to make every single pitch count, as the Marlins' offense just got on to the Orioles. Hitting seven runs, Sandy Leone put the Marlins on the board, first with a three-run home run. And from there, it was pretty breezy. The Marlins just kept hitting, getting to even every reliever for a run. Brian Anderson had a home run. Lewin Diaz had a home run. And Lewin with a drive out to right field. Stewart turns. He's at the wall and he runs out of room. A home run for Lewin Diaz. Yeah, welcome back, Lewin. As the Marlins won their third straight also on the mound anthony bass came into trouble in the seventh inning as sandy alcantara had allowed a couple of runners he shut it down with two strikeouts to hand the ball to anthony bender in the eighth anthony who's had a rough july his era for the month now 5.11. after starting out the season just dominant It's been a transition as Anthony Bender, now pretty well exposed. Pitcher list had an article on him as even national media has caught on to the fact that he is a wicked sinker and a wicked slider. And that has definitely given a foothold for opposing teams. Given that he came out of independent ball, it's really hard to have an expectation. He hasn't really fit into any developmental spot for a bit at least in the major league lens of it obviously to get back to the majors from indie ball means hard work. And he's done that. So there's clearly optimism that he can make an adjustment. But for now, it's a bit of a blip that he's been hit so hard this month. Really is just hard to know the future with Anthony Bender. But with his team control fully intact, he seems to be a big part of the future of this Marlins bullpen. There's a very reasonable chance I'm raising a flag at nothing, as his usage has been all over the map, opening games and saving games this month. He's been pushed to a limit. He hasn't been at the major league level. That itself might be the justification for his decline in performance. For me, he's a really good base point for really just the anchor of the idea of who knows What happens next? Checking in briefly on the prospects. um, Jumbo Shrimp were wild last night. They were jumping, so to speak. Uh, Nick Fortes made his promotion to AAA a a big one. Hit seven total bases uh, high on the season. Well, Bryson Brigman had three hits. Brian Miller, four hits. Both of them are knocking on the door of the 40-man roster in perhaps some major league time later this year, depending on what happens. Uh, the Shrimp won 14 to five. Well, Nick Neidert was solid. Parker Bug was great in relief. Um, also, Kyle Nicholas made his first start at AA. The 2020 draft pick now makes it four of those 2020 pitchers starting at Pensacola. And he pitched five no-hit innings, did allow four walks but also collected eight strikeouts. He was dominant, but the bold one was not in the loss. But Bladé, Burdick, and Conine did all collect hits. In Beloit, there was a largely forgettable night as Zach King allowed nine hits in four in a third inning. He did not really allow much in terms of runs, but the bats didn't really wake up. In Jupiter, a walk-off loss was really the mood of the night, Nassim Nunez, the top positional prospect there was riding the bench for the night despite a top 10 appearance in baseball america's updated top 10. a neat piece of literature that came out yesterday check it out if you're so inclined um today july 28th the marlins will again face the orioles to close out this two-game series jordan holloway will get the start facing the orioles for the first time in his professional career the Orioles will look to meet him with Jorge Lopez. Game time is again 7.05. Should anything happen, we'll have you covered here on Fish Reps, Be it via the podcast, the livestream, or simply in print, you know, or on Twitter. The unofficial home for transactional speculation.